Um, so I was here once before. I, I, I'm not good with names, so if I forgot your name, don't feel bad. I forget my own name sometimes, and I've forgotten my wife's name a couple of times. Um, <laughs> and now, before you make me feel too bad, I had a very, very wise professor in school who uh, also a couple of times forgot his wife's name, and there were witnesses when he did it. So. <laughs> Uh, I, I guess I like to think that I just have so much stuff in here I can hardly keep it all in there. But um, so yeah, we've been married for three years. We we got married on May the fourth, and uh, we have six chickens and a dog. So <laughs> that's our family. Um, so mature and complete, not lacking anything. That's pretty good. Does is, doesn't that sound really good? Mature and complete, not lacking anything. But how do we get to be at that point where we're mature and complete, not lacking anything? Um, well, it takes effort, doesn't it? It takes a lot of work. Um, the, uh, when that scripture was written, um, the book of James was written for the, uh, for the Christians who had scattered. They ran after um, Stephen was stoned. And this is after, um, this is around the time when um, before Saul became Paul, when Saul's going around persecuting the Christians, dragging them out of their homes, throwing them in prison. So just a wonderful time, right? That's a wonderful time to become mature and complete, not lacking anything. But that's how that works. That's how we grow. We, it's hard to grow through nice and easy things. Um, uh, like I, I was a, a runner in high school, and you didn't get better at running by sitting around watching videos on running. No, you get better at running by practicing, by putting it into practice, by working on it. Um, but let, let's pray before I keep going. Lord, I thank you so much for all that you have for us for this service, and I ask that you would have your will, your will and your way and nothing but that, Lord. Thank you for all that you have for us. Amen. Um, so um, consider it pure joy. Um, I, I was having a, uh, a rough few weeks at the end of my very first semester in college and uh, it was just the little things but the little things they can pile up don't they like you can have all sorts of little things in one day and it can make a very rough day uh, it's kind of like snowflakes those those things are so tiny but they can really pile up can't they and, and it makes a difference now I love snow but when it comes to problems little problems I don't love that um, and so I was having all sorts of issues. I went to school in New Brunswick, and I wasn't supposed to be paying for um, my hospital visit um, a little while prior to that, but they were trying to send me a bill for it. Well, I'm not supposed to have a bill, and if I'm not supposed to have a bill, I don't want to pay for it. Because then I'm just, if you could just send somebody a bill and say, oh, you owe me for such and such, and if you could just hand out bills to everybody, that'd be great. We'd all be making lots of money, except that we'd all be out of money because everybody'd be charging us. And so if somebody's charging me a bill that I'm not supposed to have, I don't want to pay it. Um, I think I had a bill at the beginning of the semester that I had to do with I don't. So I, I didn't want anything to do with that bill. And then I had this other thing. I didn't know at the time what a PDF file was. And I had to convert Maybe that was for the bill. I had to convert something into a PDF file. I didn't even know what a PDF file was. So if you haven't guessed, I'm not very good with technology. Um, and so I'd, 
I didn't know what that was, but I had to somehow create one. I'm lucky I could make, I, at the time, I was lucky I could make a Word document okay and save it where I would find it later. Um, I've gotten much better at some of that now, so I've had some practice. This is the end of my first semester of college, so that's a few years ago. But, um, and, and then I was also having trouble printing. I, I believe I, had, I came to school that very first semester with a printer. And when you bring a printer, that's so that you can print stuff. That's kind of what, what it's for. That's the name of it. It's a printer. But my printer was not connecting to my computer. That's another thing, my computer. Oh, my goodness. So I, I got a computer to go to school. You go to college, and you're supposed to bring a computer. And so I, I got one, and then it wasn't working properly. So like a week or two before school, I got another one. We returned that one, and I got another one. And that one, that poor computer, we're just a few weeks into school, and it had to go on life support. If I unplugged it, it was going to die. And if it died, I wasn't sure if I'd get it back uh, charged again. So it was just on life support all semester. And now it won't even connect to my printer. And the printer, it wasn't even... <sighs> I had all sorts of little stuff. And they were starting to pile up the last few weeks. And so I'm going to tell you about one particular day when I had to print an assignment and couldn't print my assignment. So I... Um, and Well, with all of these things going on, I had been reading this scripture. God gives us scripture for a reason, and if we're paying attention, he can give it to us at very strategic and wise times. What do you know? God knows what he's doing. We're the ones that don't always know what we're doing. So, consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Better stop there. Yes, pure joy when you face trials. Trials don't sound like things that give you like good feelings inside. There are things that make you dread and, and doubt and concerned and fearful and anxious and all sorts of nasty things. But God wants us to consider it pure joy when we face trials of many kinds. I'm talking about trials of many kinds that are this big right now, right? But even with those things, I was thinking, if God wants me to consider it pure joy with the big things, I should probably be at least pretty good, you know, with the little things. So consider it pure joy when you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. If, you're not, if your faith's not being tested, how are you developing perseverance? And perseverance must finish its work. It must. So that you may be mature and complete not lacking anything. That's, where, that's what we have to go through to get to that point where we are becoming mature and complete, not lacking anything. And so this one, I had been saying this to myself every time something go wrong. Pure joy <laughs> gets, takes effort sometimes, okay? <laughs> have you never had trouble being a good godly person that God wants you to be? It takes effort sometimes. A lot of the time. And so this one day, I, was, I, I couldn't print, so I went to my friend's room across the hall because he had a printer. Well, I couldn't print there either. So I come back to my room, and I just say, pure joy. <laughs> and my roommate, he knew what had been going on the last couple of weeks or so, and he asked what was going on. I said, I can't print my paper again. And he says, well, how about that the guy down the hall. Did you try there? Oh, I, I forgot. I'll go try that, that printer. So I go down the hall, 
And we get it all plugged in and everything, and for whatever strange reason, we cannot print my paper. So I go back to, and this is not because I couldn't do it. My friend was taking care of it, and he couldn't figure it out. It's his printer and my computer. You'd think we'd get it. So I go back to my room, pure joy. <laughs> and then my roommate says, well, he's thinking. He's, this was the best roommate you could ever ask for. And uh, he left me the next semester for another friend. <laughs> Good for him, though. <laughs> Good for him. So I, he's, thinking, he's thinking for me, what can, like, how to help. And he says, you know what? The people in the room directly above us, they have a printer. Go see. So I go upstairs. I get up there knock on the door. I knock on the door again. And you know, just in case, because I'm desperate, I knock on the door again, <laughs> and nothing. So I go back downstairs, pure joy. <laughs> I can't remember how I ever got that, print, that paper printed. But I was going through all sorts of little things, and they pile up. And when you have weeks of days like this where everything's going wrong, then you do need this scripture. Consider it pure joy. God wants us to consider it pure joy because when, we, when, our, when our faith is put to the test, we're developing perseverance. And then when we can persevere through those little things that pile right up, we can persevere then through the big things. God is preparing us for the big things. So then to continue on with my story, I get done the semester, and I, I uh, now I had only finished my first semester. People expect, you know, you go to Bible college for one semester, you take all the basic courses like um, English and science and, you know, all those classes, and then you're a Bible scholar, right? I took Introduction to the New Testament. Not a preaching class, but that's okay. My church did not have a pastor at the time. And so um, I was going back and I was going to be preaching every week while I, was, um, uh, while I was home on break, winter break. So um, I got all my notes packed up in the trunk and I had a couple of friends who um, uh, lived in, in this area and my grandparents live in this area and so I was going to be dropping them off and then I was going to head on home and so, um, they, and they were, they were packing up, they were going on internship the next semester. They had all sorts of music equipment in my trunk, all sorts of stuff. It was packed. It was full and it was heavy. And so, um, and there was a storm the night before we had to go, but we have to leave nice and early in the morning if we're going to get the trip done in one day. So... Um, we, uh, we pack everything up and then we're, we're heading out and, but once we get on the highway, it's all good. It's all good. Like the snow is pretty well cleared off of the divided highway. So then we're, we're driving and there's this stretch where you got to be careful because there's not really any gas stations right there. So, you know, I, I always gas up right before I go and, um, but we're, we're, we're headed home and a guy, a friend of mine, he says to me, how are we doing on gas? Uh oh, oh dear. <laughs> so I did something I will never do again. I said, type in the GBS, the nearest gas station. We'll just make sure we have gas that way we don't run out. And so we get off the highway and we're going up and down all these hills. We're going up 
up and down. Oh, that car was working because there's snow on these roads. It's not the highway. So <laughs> the car is working to get up the hill. Then I'm being careful not to be slipping and sliding down the hill. We go up another hill and then I'm careful not to slip and slide down another hill. Then we get up another hill. We got to be getting close, right? We get up to another hill and there's a curve there too. So then we're, we're, we're going down and we're going down and we're, then we're sliding and all that weight in the back of the trunk and I end up backwards in the other side of the ditch and we hit two trees and my mandolin went flying out the back window it's okay it had a case and it was all good so we we're all okay but we get out and so then we're like well what do we do now we're in the middle of nowhere we passed nothing on our way to get to nothing they're just trees <laughs> so Highways far enough back, we've got to be getting close to the gas station, gas station. So we start walking towards the gas station. And then this guy comes putting around the corner and he's, uh, he, he pulls over. Now, I didn't tell you yet, we're in Quebec. And so they speak a lot of French. And out here, they're not used to tourists, so they don't all speak English, <laughs> just French. And so we're trying to tell him what's going on. I don't think he could speak a single word in, in English. And he didn't even say hi. And so he just signals for us to get in the back. So the three of us, we get in his car, and he's driving along, and he just points at this car in the ditch. And we all, yep, yep, that's us, that's us. And so then he takes us to this very, very sketchy, suspicious garage. And uh, I don't think those people were very godly in there. <laughs> but that's okay. God is good. And you know what? Through this whole process, I'm thinking pure joy. Wait, God has prepared me for this. My car, it's not going to make it home, but all is good because God is good. And I had this peace beyond understanding. Now, going to um, Philippians 4, um, starting in verse 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. Well, I'm not very good at that, but that's what I'm supposed to be. That's what I'm working on. But in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving to our great loving God, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So I'm actually, I, this peace came over me, and I was actually able to consider it pure joy. God is good. He's going to get us through this. Let's just wait and see how he's going to work. We're not just going to wait in the car, though. That's not very smart. So we were, um, so this guy, he gets us to the garage, and they're apparently going to take care of my car. And then he stops at, a, like, a restaurant or something, and he, this guy was probably out doing his errands, going to town for this. And so we go in, and one of my friends, she's going to go um, find a phone to take care of, or to, to call, and I need to use the restroom. So this is when I figured, how, when I realized how lost I was because there were two bathrooms. They both had these really weird symbols. There were not words. There were no words. And there were no like man and woman signs. And the colors was like a dark green and a dark blue or brown or something like that. 
I had to wait till somebody came out of one so that I could figure out which one to use. So I could not figure, there's nothing to work with. I don't know what those symbols were, and the colors weren't helpful either. So um, I figure it out, and we get back in the car, and this guy's trying to tell us something. The three of us are trying to put our heads together what he's trying to say. And the best we could figure is we're going to see somebody who speaks English. And so we, we go out further into the woods, don't know where we are, and um, we, we get to this guy's house. And this guy, he did speak some English, only about this much. <laughs> and so we found that hand signals were still much better to communicate with. But we were able to use his phone, and so God is providing. And then the, the two of these guys in French are trying to tell us what this grand plan is that they have. We don't know what it is, but we're guessing it's a hotel. We're, I don't know where they're going to take us. Um, don't worry, God gave us a very kind and helpful man to help us. So um, he drives us. We're going for, we're a half hour away from where we were at this guy's house. We have no clue where we are now, wherever he's driving us through the woods. And so um, we finally get, well, we stop at the gas station because he needs gas and he won't take any money. He's just going to be nice. And so he, this guy's spending all afternoon with us, driving us around. So then we get to this town. There's buildings everywhere. We're like, we're saved. There's, there's got to be a hotel here. Look, hotel, 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 hotel. And this word that they had kept on saying, that's the place that we stopped at. And what do you know? It was a hotel. We shake the guy's hand. We take what bags out of our car that we had taken with us. And so we go up. To, he's driving off, and we go up. It's locked. <laughs> and we walk through this town, passing hotel after hotel after hotel. They're closed. This is a tourist town in the summertime, and this is winter. <laughs> I think it was the, the fourth hotel that we ended up coming across after we left there, where we were able to get in and they were open. It was great. God is good. He is amazing and pure joy. You can laugh at it now all you want, but for the three of us trying to navigate this situation, I would say this is a big thing. Now, lots of people afterwards, they like to tell me, they try to encourage me. Well, you know, they, they make cars every day, but they don't make new Tylers. Yeah, but they don't give me cars every day. I'm still out a car, thank you very much. <laughs> so I appreciate that they're trying to be encouraging, but the only one that was truly encouraging in this situation was God, the one who was getting us through it every step of the way. Now, we still don't know where, how we're going to get home. We are like seven, eight hours from home in another country in a, a province where they don't speak uh, a lot of English, where we had been so far anyway. And um, at this hotel, there was a lady who was bilingual, and it was great. So she was able to help us out. And then the next morning, there was another lady there, and she's actually from France. And so she speaks the kind of French that you, put, that you get from your translator in your phone. So we're using a, a translator on the phone to communicate with her and tell her we had uh, coordinated with uh, a relative of my friend's. He was a bilingual. He was bilingual, um, and so he was going to come and get us. But we weren't going to be having anywhere to go 
until um, past the time we we're supposed to be out of the hotel room. And so we're trying to communicate with the lady, and there, she was very nice. She actually she led us back with all of our bags to the room where they keep their safe. So I guess it's pretty secure. And that's where we left our stuff for the morning. We went and got a meal before um, he came and picked us up. And then we just kind of waited around in the lobby. And um, then when he comes to get us, he says, okay, there's another storm coming, another big one like we just had. Now we got to get home now. So we can't pick up your stuff in the car. What do you mean we can't pick up our stuff? I'm supposed to preach four or five Sundays when I get home and I don't know what I'm doing. So I need my notes. And these guys, they weren't coming back. They were going in the other direction to get to where they're going for internship. And so I convinced him that my car was in rough enough shape. They wouldn't have locked it up. And so we'll be able to go. It's a Sunday. They're, they're probably closed. But we'll probably be able to go in and grab our stuff and go. So he agrees. And that's what we do. And we get to the, uh, so he, he drives us. And it's a half hour away where, when we found where it was that our car was. And so we get back to this garage, and yes, it's closed, and well, we then tiptoe through, <laughs> and the, uh, the, the girl's uncle, he's doing the Mission Impossible theme song for us, well, <laughs> as we're sneaking through, and then we get to the back. My car is there, fenced in and chained up. Oh, dear. We thought about it, and we did the only reasonable and godly thing that we could think of. We unwrapped the chains. <laughs> because it's kind of like here, how many people really lock stuff up securely? So we go in, we take all of our stuff. I take the license plates so that I can return those and, or turn, turn those in, and we, we wrap the chains back up around there, and we, we get out of there. And then we had a friend of ours. Uh, my mom has a friend who uh, uh, can also speak French, and so she communicated with them. We got home safely, and she communicated with them about the car, and she got him to buy my car for me. And he gave me, uh, I think it was like $300, instead of charging me all sorts of overnight fees for holding my car. This guy was also nice to me, because apparently you can charge quite a bit for holding the car uh, uh, for, uh, until, the period, until the point where we were able to get things situated. So God provided for us every step of the way. We had a ride home. We were safe. We got the car figured out. Every step of the way, I could consider it pure joy. But what if I had just been anxious this whole time? I would have had a terrible time trying to consider it pure joy. But this was a growing experience for me. God was preparing me with all those little things. Consider it pure joy. But then I was ready for a big thing. I could consider it pure joy. And I was actually, that was much more peaceful. And then when the huge things happen... God is still going to be good. God is still going to be there. And if we are following God, and you're following closely with Him, He's right there with you, isn't He? And so when you have Him with you, when He is by your side, or rather you by His side, He is going to take care of you, and we can consider it pure joy. These Christians, when, when this letter was written to them, um, it was because they needed encouragement. They were, growing, they were going through terrible trials, 
They didn't know what was going to happen to them, their families. They had been uh, uprooted and left, fleeing to, uh, to get away so that they would be safe. And for us, whatever we are going through, we can consider it pure joy. But sometimes it's going to take a lot of effort, right? Pure joy. I had to force those words out of me. But God does change us, right? Um, I have a terrible memory. And so memorizing scripture, as you might imagine, doesn't go very well for me, even though I am a trained pastor. But it's scriptures like this. God carves into our minds so that we have it when we need it. I have this scripture when I need it, and I'm not going to forget this very easily. Pure joy, because God is good, and he is preparing us for whatever else might come up in our lives. And it's not that God is trying to put terrible things in our future. No, he knows the terrible things that might happen or that will happen in our future. And he is preparing us so that we are ready for when those come. Are we ever going to feel ready? Most of the time, no. But when it happens, God will pull us through it. God is so, so good. And so, um, what, I don't know what you guys are going through. Whatever it is that you're going through, whether it's little things and um, they're piling up, consider it pure joy. If you're going through a lot of big trials, consider it pure joy because with that, your faith will be tested and you will develop perseverance so that you can be more mature and complete, not lacking anything. That's the goal. That's what God has in store for us. James um, 1.12 says, blessed is, the, blessed is the man who perseveres under trial, because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. God loves us, and he wants us to have the crown of life. He wants us to be with him for the rest of eternity. And if we persevere with him, guiding us and strengthening us every step of the way, we will get to be with him someday. So whatever you're going through, rejoice. Consider it pure joy. Um, God has good plans for us, no matter what kind of trials we might face in our lives. Um, would the worship team come up? Lord, I thank you so much for how great you are, how good you are, how loving and kind and compassionate. And Lord, I ask that you would give us the strength, whatever we face, that we would love you and follow you and trust that you will get us through it. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.
Um, I, like I, I might have said that um, we're at the Morris Camp retreat this weekend. That's what we've been doing. And Lady yesterday was saying uh, that it seems like we're always we're either getting in, we're getting coming into something difficult in the middle of it, or on our way out of it. I don't know where you guys are right now. I don't know where I am. I think anyway. <laughs> but um, whatever we, whatever it is that we're going through, there's always more. But we can either get through that and become the person that God knows that we can be, or we can become so many other things that I would rather not become. But um, God is so good. He has good plans for us. And whatever you're going through, uh, I, I also like the scripture in First uh, Thessalonians. Um, be joyful always. Give thanks in all circumstances. We worship a God who is deserving of those things. We can be thankful in all circumstances and we can be joyful always because God is good. Joy is more of a choice. Happiness we kind of get, right? Joy is a choice. We we choose to be joyful this week and for all the days to come or will we just be stuck with happiness versus no happiness? I, I always want to choose joy because joy means that we know God will get us through it, whatever we're going through. It may not make us happy what we're going through, but we can be joyful knowing all is good. Lord, I ask that you would bless each of us, that you would strengthen us and guide us, that we would live our lives um, today and for the weeks to come, that we would be joyful as you want us to be, and that we would be spreading that joy with all the people around us. In Jesus' name, amen.